So what? Let's we uh where we at, man? What chapter we on? Yeah, Romans, man. What is it? Romans, Romans four, right? Yeah, Romans chapter four, baby. Moving right along. Romans chapter four. Before we get into four, let's uh let's recap what we went through. Past few past few weeks. We gotta try we got we gotta try to stay on course. <laughs> this time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. That's never gonna happen. We're gonna try to be responsible with our time and yours. That's never, never, never gonna happen. Try to stay on course, man. I mean, we're responsible. It's always a buck twenty. They know that that's what they have to invest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's alright. That's alright. So, um, chapter three. We we spoke about chapter three real quick. I like verse ten. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. I think that verse right there covers up what we read so far in Romans. That everybody is guilty before a holy God. You know? The indictment of mankind, universally. Mm -hmm. Everybody is wicked, everybody falls short. All have sin, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, verse 23, right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Oh, that's it. even better first. Yeah. It's like, remember what was going on here. Paul is basically putting everyone on trial and proving to them that they are um, not worthy of God's righteousness. Um, and the end of chapter 3 here is where we actually started to get some good news. Uh, where Paul is actually telling us, you know, that how we can be saved. Because we can't save ourselves. Um, and we're all just wicked. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much where we're, what we were talking about in three, right? Yeah, that last section you brought up is, is a plan that was apart from the law. Mm -hmm. right? A plan to rescue mankind, um, a plan uh, for man to be, to be in a righteous standing in front of God. And that plan was apart from the law, right? So, you know, you're thinking about his... Um, audience, his detractors, you know, there's Jewish people there also, because he addressed the religious Jewish people, he addressed the ungodly, and he addressed the, um, how would you call those people, the, the ungodly, the, yeah, the, the pagan, the moralist, the moralist, the moralist, the moralist, all right, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, towards the end, he, he kind of got into this circumcision, right? Talking about circumcision and how, uh, you know, Paul kind of spoke about cir circumcision. Like, though, it's it's past that, right? It's beyond that. And even, even back in chapter 2, mm -hmm. he was talking about how circumcision isn't profitable, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be an outward sign to reflect what's happening inside, right? Correct. And this this um, circumcision, we know that the, the Jew in their culture, they held that at a very high regard. So I could imagine them listening to Paul like, what are you saying? And as we go into chapter 4, Paul kind of answers the question that what he's kicking, right? Justification by faith alone, it's in harmony with the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's in harmony with um, 
the four the great men of the Jewish culture, you know what I'm saying? The forefathers. So it's not I'm not saying anything that's off. Yeah, he's like I'm not saying anything that's new. That's new, right? Right. You know, it's like this ain't nothing new. This ain't. I mean, we live in a society where everybody want to be onto the new. You know, oh, I got this breakdown. I got this understanding. I got this new knowledge. You know, but he's like, nah, man. What I'm giving to you, this is this is nothing new. Your forefathers knew about this. Your forefathers understood this. Yeah, this who who this said is. that? If it's new. It ain't true. <laughs> and if it's true, it ain't new. <laughs> I, heard that, I heard that from Joe, Joe Fosh. Yeah, man. I think that's the first time I heard, I heard him say that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, man, so let's get into uh, chapter four. Um, let's go from one to eight. eight. And, and right here, he brings um, Abraham onto <laughs> the stand, right? He's bringing up the proof and just so beautiful how Paul does it here. So let's start. It says, What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works... The wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are, what are your thoughts? What's... I think one of the first thing, like, just with a running, um, a running head start in terms of, you see at the end of three, when he talks about the boasting, is that can you boast? No, you can't boast, mm-hmm. right? And um, that, listen, that you are just by by faith apart from the deeds of the law. And then he goes into 4 verse 1, he says, what shall we say then? Abraham our father has found um, has found according to the flesh, right? So, and I think, and then he goes for, if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. So he's saying there is no boasting. At the end of chapter 3, he's like, there's no way you can boast because it's not of anything you can do. Right, right. There's no works. You're only justified by faith, like you guys were speaking about. So this, then, as he's talking about that, it's only by faith. So now you're seeing, the, in keeping with the same diatribe of what Paul is kicking, right? In terms of like this was like the typical philosophical method of argumentation, when uh, you know, okay, we're gonna have this imaginary talk. You know, I'm gonna present, I'm gonna present my premise, and then you're gonna present your counter premise or your your objections and your, you know. Uh, <clears throat> So, so this is the thing, he's like, yo, you're saved by faith alone, so now the imaginary guy, or what they were actually saying then is that, so what are you talking about? We're supposed to be able to boast. We got our father here, Abraham, mm-hmm. what are you going to say about him? You know, he was a faithful man, you know, and um, look at all the things he's done, you know, he created the nation, he was the patriarch, he was all these things, and not only that, 
they also taught during that during that time that Abraham kept all the laws, mm. that he was perfect. That was tradition. Yeah. Mind you, Paul was well rooted in this. He was part of the Sanhedrin, right? So they taught that Abraham kept all the laws even before the laws came. He kept them all before they even came on the scene, and that not only was he perfect, um, he also was the patriarch, you know, of of the nation. Um, he was sinless, and he's the one that was at the entrance of the gates to heaven, mm. telling you know Jews come in, Gentiles stay out. So that, that was their tradition. That was their tradition. So all of this is said. So now Paul is addressing this. He's like, what we gonna, what, what will shall we say then about Abraham? Let's bring this guy up. That what, who you think so highly of? How was he justified? Right. Was it because of works? Then he goes into this. No, he believed God. Right, right, right. So now his audience is Abraham, our father. Right. So now he's addressing you know the Jewish the Jewish people. Um. And he's bringing up two witnesses from the Old Testament and the laws, all right? Um, Abraham and David. And he's still driving, he's driving home that principle, right? The principle of um, justification by faith. And it's not of works, right? And um, God is not going to be in debt to man, right? Mm -hmm. If a person goes to work, then, right, you're supposed to receive your, your, your pay, your wages, your wages mm -hmm. right? So that idea is the opposite of grace, right? So based on your works, if it was based on your works, then God would owe this salvation or God would owe these things to man. But that's not the principle that justification rests on, right? It's, it's um, by faith. It's not by it works. And the, those two words right there, one boast and then the debt. Can you imagine standing before God boasting in yourself and, and then saying, God, okay, I did this, so now you owe me this, you owe me this. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the more you mature in your walk and the, the better um, relationship you, 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 you have with the Lord, these things are like, I would never even think about boasting before God or telling him he owes me anything, right. you know, because of that grace that we swim in. Um, it, the, the, yeah, those words right there stand out at me as very powerful and very prideful because anyone that's boasting or saying that God owes them anything, you, you guys need to sort of rethink things. And Genesis fifteen six says, um, and he believed the Lord, he being Abraham, and he accounted it to him righteousness yeah. see and that's a that's a, it's great that you brought that back up because that is perfect because um, it said that he believed God and he was accounted to him mm -hmm. for righteousness so and you said just the 15 I'm happy that we went through this before and we saw the life of Abraham right. we saw how you know how he started off feebly work he was supposed to go to you know to Canaan he stopped at Haran and he was lying and we saw that he was just you know a fallen man just like all of us. Mm -hmm. um, but it said that he was accounted to him for righteousness. So one thing is that the accounted is a, is a, um, an accounting word, right? It was credited to him. That means it was given to him. It was imputed to him. His belief, that showed that he was righteous because he believed in God, right? And this was before, 430 years before the law came. 
and 14 years before circumcision. Hmm. Right. Uh -huh. So that's a big deal that he was already seen. And he said, I counted that as right. That means he's seen perfect. He was justified. You know, not just, just it's, I see it twice over, not just uh, you have never sinned, also as if you've always obeyed. So you've never sinned and you've always obeyed. So now you are double righteous in God's eyes. So this is how Abraham's already seen. And we and the funny thing is that we know he fell after that multiple times. He lied after that. He did all these things, but he was already seen perfect and righteous. That well, that brings up a question. Is that how we're seen? As if we've always been perfect? Because I've never heard that before. That part of um, your justification, I get it, just as if you've never sinned. But does God now not ever remember everything that we've done before? Is that... It's thrown, I, it's thrown in the sea of forgetfulness. Yeah, I, I, I think so. But like when we get like further into Romans, like one of the things that, um, you know, I mean, I'll go into a little bit. But like um, with the whole predestination and foreordination and foreknowledge, like I see, the way I see it is that, you know, we're all on one highway, right? And we get on this highway from birth, being children of Adam, we headed straight to hell, right? Going on fire, right? And then when God interrupts our lives and we get saved and we give our life to Christ, right? So at that moment, it's like you create the parallel road, right? So from that parallel road, so that gives you a new beginning. That's how he says he sees you as always perfect and you have a new future because you go straight to heaven. So now you've been predestined. So that's where that predestined is like I've, from the foundation of the world, he saved us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm thinking so he's changing. He's rewriting your past and giving you a new future. So it's like so your path is totally different. It's almost like a parallel universe type of thing. So that's how I see it. You know, I mean, that's how I'm able to understand it, where now you're seeing, that's why you're seeing perfect. It's not at the moment of salvation. I think, like, at, yeah, at the moment of salvation, you see perfect, but he already rewrites your past. I mean, and also, you're not, it's not on your righteousness. Right. Right? We're in Christ. So Christ is perfect, infinite perfection. So God is seeing you in that. So it's as if you never sinned. Yeah, but... On the other hand, uh, there was a point in, in Christ's life where he wasn't perfect and he wasn't righteous. And that's when the sins of man were thrown on him at the cross. You know well, what I mean? So I feel like, how can you say, I don't know, I'm just, well, it's just interesting okay. the way, the, the, the framework of how you're, you're saying I, well, maybe, you know maybe, I mean? maybe you framed that wrong. Not that he wasn't, but it was put on him. Mm -hmm. the, the unrighteousness of mankind was put on him. Yeah, so at that point, he was not righteous, right? He was a sacrifice at that point. He took our place. The wrath of God was thrown on him because he wasn't righteous at that moment because he was full of sin. Am I seeing that wrong? Or I don't know if I would say it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get what you're saying. I don't, I don't like know if that. I would yeah, word, word it that way because um, because he have to. The scripture says. No, he was a curse, curse yeah. Yeah. because anybody who hung on a tree yeah, right. was a curse. So that's how the Lord saw him, so that he was able to pour out, pour out the his yeah, wrath right. on him. Yeah, but right. I wouldn't say that he wasn't righteous. Yeah, he himself. You understand what I'm saying? I would say at that moment, like the word says, he was a curse. He was able to be cursed. Right, he was able to be cursed because he was hanging on a tree. 
You know what I'm saying? That's what the word says. But I wouldn't say that he wasn't he righteous. Is. He never sinned. Because if he wasn't righteous at any time, he wouldn't be able to resurrect. resurrect. Right. Because that's what was able, you know, that was that was the power of the resurrection mm -hmm. that Christ was the unblemished lamb. Because because the unrighteousness wasn't his. Right. It yes. was mine. It yeah. was ours. And right. it was yours. Right. And it was so he was able to pay for that, right? Yeah. And I think right. we go into that and in maybe in the later chapters. Paul kind of goes into this. It. Well, I understand what you're yeah, saying, yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. it's just the wording of. It's like again, you got to say he's paying the debt. So it's like okay, so you you're debt, and they say we're going to the creditor. I pay for it, but it was mm -hmm. never my debt. Right, right. it was always yeah, your debt. Right, yeah, but when God's wrath came upon him, God was pleased. Right, no, I understand because he was destroying sin, right? But, but, it but it wasn't his sin. But it wasn't his. But he took it upon himself. Right. So that's what I'm saying. This, so that's, that's I, I'm trying to say. How can you separate him taking that sin upon himself as if he did it again? And I did it. Just, li just listen. You know, you have to understand. Him going on the cross was to pay a debt. So yeah. again, so the debt is yours. But when we go to the creditor, I pull out the money. I write the check. I pay for it. Yeah. You understand I get what I'm that. saying? So listen, just. I paid for the debt, but it was never my debt. You got to understand the reason why Christ was on the cross. Again, like this word says, you know, at that moment he was accursed. So God was able to pour out that wrath on him because he was always righteous. He's always sinless. But when he was hanging on the tree at that moment, he was accursed. So God was able to pour out the wrath and he was able to pay out debt. But it was never his debt. He was paying our debt. But to, to but to be able to pay that debt, he had to be accursed. And that's what the whole hanging on the tree. So what about when he says, why have you forsaken me? Because the Lord couldn't be part of sin. God the Father could not be part of sin. Right, because at that moment he was accursed. Right. At that moment, You're saying he was accursed, on the tree. but right. what's the difference between a curse and being full of sin? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Full of sin? He was our sins. Right, he had our, right, at that moment he had our sins. All right. But I it mean, was never. But it. But this, I see what you're saying. Right. It's just the wording when you say that he he wasn't righteous, like that. And it's I, just a wording. Like we understand like what that. you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't no, know we understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's just a like word. a heretic. But right. I feel like I I always assume when he took our sins on him that it was as if he sinned. No, he was because just, it was. No, he was just sins. in our place. He was just in our place. He was a substitution for our our us. You understand? But it was never his. He was always righteous. He yeah, was yeah, always I know it wasn't righteous. His. But he just he just stood in our place. So like I said, if I go to the creditor, the creditor is looking at me. I'm like, no, this is his debt. I'm just paying it. You understand? Know so to the okay, creditor, okay. he's like, you know what I mean? So that's all it was. But, so right. Paul was able to, to show two examples of that principle, right? Uh, and David was the second example. Right. They never used. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Abraham was representing the race and David was representing the royalty. Because that's mm -hmm. what was that was the foundation of the Jews, you know. They mm -hmm. they they had that pride and first it was racial. They had a racial pride that their their nationality was above all other nationalities. That was through Father Abraham. And then also with David now, you know, they felt like they were royalty. Because, you know, David was the beginning of the um you know, the uh the kings and you know, the passing down and uh Christ would, you know, eventually come through that lineage. So, you know, it, it the way I'm looking at it is like Paul is like those things that you have pride in, those two men that you had so much pride in because of your race and you thought you were kings and you were you know, you was a priesthood, you was above everybody else, 
those two men saw that the only way they were justified was through faith. It had nothing to do with the law. It had nothing to do with their race. It had nothing to do with where they stood in in um in the world. If they thought they were, you know, the supreme race and all of that, that national pride, it wasn't about that. Those two men that y'all look up to so much, they always understood that. You know, justification came through faith. So in verse 5 it says, But to him who does not work, but believes on him, right, that him being uh, the man Jesus Christ, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Who does not work, but believes. That's the principle of faith. Work. Could you guys think of any examples? Because I can think of a few of. I mean, work, let, work bait, like let Ralph go. People what? tell you all the work, all the work based. Uh, when people tell you, yo, you gotta, oh yeah, yeah, you gotta believe in Jesus Christ, and you gotta do this. You gotta hand out uh, pamphlets. You gotta hand out. You gotta pamphlets. stand on the train for five hours. Or you have to speak in tongues. Or you who have to. Who, order, who does this? Or you have to obey the Sabbath. Or you gotta obey the Sabbath. Yo, the Sabbath day. Yo. So would you would you see that as works, or would you, yes. would you see that as adding? to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. If you, if that is part of being saved, yes. Right, you yes. know, because like Paul says, you know, you can't judge nobody. You know, there's, it, people are coming from all different aspects. If someone feels like, okay, you know, I want to follow the Sabbath, such and such, that's their thing. You know, Paul says, you don't judge them. You know, you don't judge people on their holidays and their feasts and right. their diet. But if you're including that part of salvation to be saved, mm -hmm. yes, right. that is workspace. And, and and like you said, that is a majority of different religions that you see. Like you mentioned, Jehovah's Witness, they, they specifically claim you have to do these, you know, passing out the pamphlets, you got to go to door to door, you know. Uh, I mean, we already know the doctrine is, is heresy because they, they don't believe that Jesus is God incarnate. They believe he's Michael the Archangel, so that's already a problem. But we're not. But in terms of the works, they believe that you have to work for salvation. Yeah. You know, you have the Hebrew Israelites on the corners. You know, they believe that you have to keep the laws. And specifically, we read that that it is impossible. <laughs> you know that you think you think uh, that you could keep these laws. You you've already broken every single law. You. But but real quick, chapter three, and this is crazy. We read this a bunch of times, right? Chapter 3, verse 21. But now the righteousness of God apart, apart from the law. And then over here we're reading, but him who does not work but believes on him, right? Seeing that faith is the catalyst, right? Seeing right. that faith is the principle for salvation. Yeah. And it's, it's about the object of the faith, you know? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. it says on him. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so the focus is always supposed to be Christ-centered. It's not supposed right. to be a, around anything right. else. It's not supposed to be around the Sabbath. The Sabbath. It's not it's supposed to be around how many hours you clocked in right. on your evangelism and knocking on the doors or screaming on the corners that everybody's going to die. That's not your nationality. It's not. Right. It's, it's always, you know, the object of the faith is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It says, believes on him. Right. So if you do not believe in Jesus Christ, you are not justified. And, and that's the work, right? We read that in John. John right? 6, he says, but this is the work right. yep. <laughs> that you believe on me whom the Father has sent. Yep. 
Yep. He's like, this is the work. Because remember, they said, why do we get saved? He said, what's the work we must do? And Jesus said, this is the work that you believe. Yep. That's it. That's the gospel. That, that's the gospel. That's it. You know? And, you know, when you go into Galatian, Paul, he, he defends that tooth and nail. Mm -hmm. Right? Where he even, you know, proclaims a curse to anybody that tries to fudge it. Right, that tries to add to this gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, let him be a curse. Let him be a curse to hell. Because what you're doing is preventing people from getting justified. Because now you're mudding the water. And it's very subtle. Like a lot of these you know, cults, a lot mm -hmm. of these false religions, is very subtle in the way it's delivered. Where you don't even realize that what you're believing has diluted the gospel. Mm -hmm. Threw in some work in there. You, know, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta do this. Right? Some of those things are good, but like you said, once you marry it with the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and make it a requirement for you to receive that right standing in front of God, it's, it's heresy. So what, what about those that may not say that you need works for salvation, but that the, the more pious you are, the more likely you are to be blessed by God. Is that a works-based mentality as well? Uh, if, if you're talking about blessing? Yeah, just God's blessings on your life, not salvation. Hey, no, yeah. Once, once uh, it's, I'm only, the gospel is only about salvation, right? And getting a right standing in front of God. If you want to talk about blessing, right? When you mean pious, what? To live... Uh, uh, right to, to live according to your standing yeah. then yeah I agree with that if so you, so those that say it's uh, if I don't mess up if I don't sin then God's more uh, likely to bless me no, well, no, not, no that's no, what no. I'm saying oh, no, 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 no. No, the scripture says it, it rains on the just and the unjust yeah. like, everything is of the grace of God but you know when you read a book like Deuteronomy you know the Lord plainly tells you you know you obey you know, you're gonna receive blessings. You don't, you're disobedient, you're gonna receive, you know, curse. So, you know, that I think that's just um logic. You know, that's just that's just right. yeah, that's that makes sense. And the way I look at it is just based on the wisdom of God. If you follow the wisdom of God right. and apply it in your life, you're mm -hmm. going to be blessed. Yep. You know? Yeah, but you know, I look at it as a dad who's raising children who may be, still be misbehaving. You're still going to feed them. You're still going to have a roof over their head. No, you know what I mean? You're still going to be blessing yeah. them. So I, I don't know. Some people may just be legalistic and you know, and, and may impute on themselves something where they have to be good in order for God to to bless them. And I just want them to know that that's not the case. Yeah, what you do with legalism? Yeah, like yeah. there's a legalism yeah, even in, in the church yeah. amongst brothers. Like oh, like some people when they hear I don't have a TV, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God. You know he's he's more pious than I am, and, and that's not it. No. You know what I mean? That's, nah, you that's believe that. You believe that you don't got a TV that you better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the spirit. You say it all the time. You're like, yo, Mike, you're not in the spirit because you're you watching that football in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> you blasted me for fantasy. Uh, <laughs> no, fantasy football is the mind. You see? <laughs> I used to be a dick. You see? You see? You see how it goes? You see how you try to switch it up real quick? Nah, 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 nah. I ain't fighting, baby. You ain't gonna last. And as soon as it come up, you blast us up. You ain't gonna get away with that. You ain't gonna get away with that, dog. Get
right, so let's, uh, any other thoughts or we should move on? Yes, but blessed are those who lawless deeds are forgiven. You know, we deal with uh, a forgiving God and whose sins are covered. You know, it's, and that's what happens when you, you know, uh, believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, the sins are there, but it's covered. You're covered by the blood. So that's that's from Psalm Psalms 32. Right? And that was the Yeah. Psalms 32. You want me to read that? Or But you know, the, the interesting thing, I mean, like, I love the way Paul does it. I mean, this guy is so tactical. Mm. So the first thing he does is he brings in Abraham before the law and to show you, and he and we know all his failures, mm. and he was accounted to him as faithful. You know, because he, uh, because you know it was accounted because he believed in God, right? And God was faithful, and he brings in David after the law, and he says the same thing to him because that this whole prayer was after his greatest sin. Like this dude broke practically all the commandments. Right. Not only he coveted Bathsheba, mm. broke that's one law, right? Then he committed adultery, second law, mm. right? Then he lied about it because he tried to keep a secret. That's three laws. Then he brought in Uriah, um, lied to him, and then got him murdered. Mm. That's four, right? So you see, he did a multi and and he broke uh, for not uh, believing the first commandment, not trusting in God, not believing God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Mm. So, so already, there's five commandments, and and that's idolatry. So that's six. So he practically broke all the laws, and and then he but in this psalm, that's showing that. He understood he was forgiven. Because what is this, um, the sacrifice for breaking murder, adultery, coveting, lying? Death. death. There is no sacrifice. Right. You deserve the death penalty. Right? Mm. He deserved death penalty, but he wasn't killed. <laughs> so showing you that he was accounted righteous because of his faith. Because he trusted in God. And his, uh, Marcus, I think he was going over it. A couple of episodes ago, where you know, just looking forward, you know, that's what the Old Testament uh, prophets and the saints and um, you know all the believers they were looking forward. They understood that you know there would be a sacrifice. You know, they was looking forward to Jesus Christ. They was looking forward to that seed. So and they, so that was the the concept that they understood that God was forgiven, and you know that's how God was gonna uh, forgive us and cover our sins. So it was a looking forward to Jesus Christ coming. So David got it, right? Abraham got it. Abraham got it. Uh -huh. So now, um, let's read from 9 to 12. Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only, or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted, while he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised that righteousness might be imputed to them also. And the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of the faith which our father Abraham had 
while still uncircumcised. So then the idea might be, you know, to a Jewish believer, like, oh, oh okay, I'm, I'm starting to understand this faith principle that you're talking about. And, oh, yeah, Abraham did have that faith. He did believe in God. So, so this, is, this is cool for, for us, right? For, for Abraham and his chosen and the circumcised and the Jews. So the idea might be like, yo, this is just for the Jews. Because I think like you mentioned earlier, that national pride, mm -hmm. that thinking that, listen, the uncircumcised, you guys are not sharing in this privilege that we have. You understand what I'm saying? So, so that thought might have arised in a Jewish believer's mind. With what Paul's kicking, so that Paul kind of goes into that, right? So he kind of does pose that question, like, "Yo, yo, is this only for the circumcision, mm. right? Is this only for the Jews? Mm -hmm. Is this only for the the, the um, descendants of Abraham according to the flesh, right? right? And he answers that. Yeah, he said Abraham was justified before circumcision. Before circumcision, and I think Ralph mentioned it, right, fourteen years right. before Genesis fifteen and six occurred. 14 years before circumcision and 430 years before the law was, was given. Right. He says in verse 11, he says, you know, and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had while still uncircumcised. Had. That's beautiful. <laughs> had. Right. Yeah. He was. Okay. No. No, that's a great point. Y'all bring it out that you was accounted perfect and righteous before the circumcision, before he the, the whole act. And that's why he's saying that it includes everybody, circumcised and uncircumcised, because he was uncircumcised, uncircumcised and accounted. Right. So that means that, so before supposedly claimed to be a Jew. He was a Gentile. He was a Gentile. <laughs> Genius. So, I tell people that all the so time. He, was a, he was faithful yeah. as a Gentile, and then he became circumcised, claiming, you know, now this is the, the symbol of the Jewish nation. Like, so yeah, now yeah. he was accounted righteous, as a Gentile, and, and he's accounted righteous as a Jew. So that includes everybody. everybody. Yep. Falls under this banner of Abraham's faith, faith, of, which was accounted to him, right. you know, of this perfect righteousness through his faith. So now when you look at it, that the act of circumcision was a sign to represent what he already had, yep. which yep. was that faith in God and believing in his word, mm -hmm. right? And when we think back, um, of that scene in Genesis 15, 6, where God was like, nah, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a son. It's not going to be um, Ishmael. Um, your wife is going to bear the seed. And so Abraham had to forego all natural, whatever made sense in the natural form. Because he knew my body was dead. My wife's body is dead. Naturally, this is impossible, but he he accepted the word of God as true. Yep. Right? He was like, yo, what you're saying is true. Whatever I think, whatever I feel, your word take, takes precedence. And then the Lord was like, yo, this guy believes. What? And that was content of his righteousness. What's so dope here is that as, like, I'm picturing the, the church in Rome, which is Gentile and Jew, just reading this letter out loud to each other and then how the Gentiles must feel like they're included. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, he died for me too. 
You know what I mean? And just like just picturing what that would be like. And obviously the Jews are, are everything that they believe so highly in is literally being destroyed, you know, step by step. And like like Ralph said, like uh, Paul is just so tactical and strategic in this and he's doing it in such a beautiful way that they can't argue. You know, they can't argue how we are made righteous and how just how the Gentiles are included into this beautiful gift. Yeah. And one of the things I love about this whole um, circumcision, like you guys explained, that it was a sign, a symbol of, it's an outward sign, a symbol of something that was already expressed internally. Yeah. Right? So it was declared righteous and now this symbol to show that you've already been declared righteous, you know, very similar to like baptism, right? So, and the awesome thing that this was an outward sign, right? That, and he uses circumcision. And, and the reason why I like it is that you can't undo circumcision. Mm. You can't reverse it. So he's saying that this is a symbol now that I've declared you righteous and you can't undo it. That you are righteous because I called you righteous forever because mm. I'm faithful and forever. And now, could you imagine, like, the way I was thinking, as I'm reading through it, I'm imagining every time this guy went to use the bathroom or whatever, it, you, you see it every single day. It's not one morning you don't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's graphic, man. I know, it's graphic. <laughs> but but, but could, you, could you imagine, because think of this dude is 99 years old, and he went through a, a surgical procedure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it was painful, there was blood loss, and now every morning I have to see this, and then I have to do this to my child. Yeah, yeah. And now the whole nation, every morning they have to see that this is the covenant, that God made for us, and I had to see this every day. That God has declared you righteous because I believed Him forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like the whole idea, like that, already starts answering so many questions that people have. You know, in terms of losing salvation, these all these things begin as you begin to understand and see the gravity of the symbolism that God is using to show people, like, yo, this is this is serious here. You're gonna see it every day for the rest of your life. Of my love for you and my declaration of your perfection, and that that's that's a good point because of the question I brought up before about like the, your past sins. As a child being circumcised, you don't even know what you look like before the circumcision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't even right. know what that sin was, right? And maybe that that's helps me explain how God sees us. You know, right. after we're made righteous, right? We have no idea what we look like right. <laughs> before. We were circumcised. Amen. So Abraham being the father of all who, like him, believe in God. Yeah. Right? So now you're seeing the, the, the similarities, right? Oh, you're like Abraham because you believe God. It's, it's not saying, I don't think Paul is saying that um, the Gentiles... The natural descendants. No, right. no, no that's, that's not, not what that's not what he's saying. No. So there's no replacement. There's no, no. Um, the the lineage of the Jews. Oh no, the Jews are the Jews, and they have a, a, a very special and unique place in, in right. God's um, plan, right? But he's a father to the Jews because he's. They physically came from the line of Israel. He right. said it in verse 1, according to the flesh. According to the flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, he's the father to all who believe. Because just like him, you have the same type of faith where you're able to take God at his word. Right. Despite mm-hmm. of, you know what I'm saying, yourself, your feelings or your intellect or whatever. You believe God at his word. Yep. And God sees that and he imputes 
credit you with righteousness. Yep. All right? Any other thoughts in that section? So he, he's really driving home that, that point, that, that principle, right? And um, not, uh, not trashing circumcision, but the gospel of the promise of God is so much more, right? The invisible is so much greater than the mm -hmm. visible. And, and throughout the, the culture of the Jews, it kind of got twisted right. where the sign, the actual physical sign became more important with the, um, the, the heart being regenerated, right? The transformation of the heart. That took a second back, way, way back seat to just this physical, right? The, the rituals, the high holies, all those things took precedence over the fact that you know, it's, it's a heart issue. Right? Your heart is supposed to change. You're supposed to believe God. And I think he did that because circumcision was the first sign. You know, that was the first quote unquote work that mm -hmm. was done, you know, in their culture. That was like the, that, you know, that was, um, that was the beginning of the nation. You know, like to be circumcised because that's what separated them from all the other nations. Because mm -hmm. all the other nations wasn't wasn't circumcised, so that was a sign. That was the first sign, and I think he goes there because he's like the gospel predates that, mm -hmm. predates that work. Mm -hmm. So wow. it was never yeah. about works. What right. I'm kicking to you here was, you know, like you said, it was 14 years before he ever did an actual work. Mm -hmm. You know, so for 14 years Abraham was justified. You know, and again, like he stresses it, the circumcision was just a sign. It was just to seal him, to that God. It was a um, that was God's way of showing Abraham, like no, that faith that you had 14 years ago, no, it's sealed. Like you said, it can't be undone. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give you a sign. You know, and that's how you know God deals with us. But you know, in His eyes, He's like, no, once you believe, you're good. You know, and everything else is just the fruits of that. So circumcision, it was just the fruits of Abraham's faith, you know, him following that. And that was just a sign between him and God. But I think, you know, Paul does it to show that, you know, it predates your whole nationality. Everything that you, you guys stand on, that first work with circumcision, he was like, what I'm talking about predates that. So it was never about works. And never. it's still never about works. Never. <laughs> Ever. If you really think about that, it's salvation was and is not about work so you could clock all the hours you want <laughs> you could record every act you've done you can have your book you can have your journals you know it when it comes to salvation it's never about work Yo, and, and just for the one person the one man that might be out there thinking that we're talking about having an actual job no you must work. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about salvation. Salvation, like doing good in order for God to save you. That's the works we're talking about. If you don't have a job, go get a job. Provide for the fam. Yeah, that was the spirit. I was like, where did that coming from? Yeah, somebody had to hear it. Not somebody yeah. got it. There was one person out there. One person. I was like, there. you see, mom? I yeah. told you. Keep getting on me, <laughs> drinking up all the cooling. <laughs> all right, uh, let me read this section, verse thirteen. For the promise that he would be 
the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect, because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. So let's, let's talk about that section. Yeah, so, so mm-hmm. no, this, this it's important because a lot of people may think that this is talking, just saying that the law doesn't matter anymore. But the law was always, um, it was the law was beautiful in a way because it made people know that they were sinning, right? So mm-hmm. that was why the law was given. It's before that people just didn't know that they were sinning, and so that's why the law is important. And however, it's saying that. We're not saved through the law, which we've been saying for the last chapter and a half already. Um, but what is so important here is that it's saying that for those people who still consider the law as a means to salvation, then that means that faith and the promise is made of no effect. You know, and the promise is Jesus Christ. So what he did on the cross then is pointless, you know, if we're saved through the law. And we can never take that away from our Lord and Savior, what he did for us. That's how I see that. And the word promise there is, you know, know, it's like a promise without condition. It's unconditional. Mm. You know, so that promise that God had made to um, Abraham is, you know, all he asked him to do was believe. It it, it didn't come with a condition or he had to do this, he had to do that. There was no works um, ever involved. And, you know, like you said about the law, you know, the law did its job. You know, the Mm. law was perfect because the law was never to... It was never brought to justify us. Exactly. You know, because that's what Paul is stressing. The justification always came through faith. It always came through faith. So the law, it didn't serve its purpose to justify you. It didn't serve its purpose to make you righteous. No, the law was there just to reveal that you was a sinner and that you had to believe in God through faith. That you could not follow the law. That's why God gave us the law to show, this is my standards. Okay, you guys want to know my standards? Well, here's my standards. And, you know, like we was reading before, like, you know, everyone has fallen short. You know, everyone has sinned. Nobody can can meet the standards of God if it comes to works. So, you know, it's to drive you to faith and to drive you to have um, to have faith in, in the grace of God. Yeah, this is this is also. Um, I like the when he. I think when he and when he brings it. I would totally agree with everything y'all are saying. And this is also bringing the point of like Abraham believing before, like before the law, like you mentioned earlier. So now what he's doing that he's bringing in Moses on the witness stand. So he brought Abraham on the witness stand, mm-hmm. right? Of that him believing, and that's what justified him and saved him. He brought David on the witness stand. You know their king. The warranty, like you brought, like you brought up, and then we saw all his sins and failures and destruction, and you know, and then now he's bringing Moses on the witness saying, "Say, look, yeah, he came with the law, but the law cannot justify because then that'll make everything void because Abraham still was counted righteous four hundred thirty years mm-hmm. before the law." So, so he's bringing all three witnesses to these Jews, and you know, the Jews that they held Moses at a high saying was Abraham, Moses, David. Those were the three people they looked towards to as a guide for their lives. So now he's bringing Moses in with the law and said, yo, the law demanded perfect obedience, and but that does not grant you, you know, access to the kingdom or salvation because it was always through faith. Because if it was through that, then you're trying to exclude the Gentiles. And no, 
I can't exclude the Gentiles because that's why I'm telling you it has to be through the faith of Abraham. Right. And he's saying, listen, the, the promise wasn't based on the law. Right. Right. These mm -hmm. things came way, you know, 14 years, 430 years later. Those things coming in later is not going to invalidate the right. promise that came from before. Mm -hmm. right. So the way he just went through circumcision, so he was like, yo, listen, if circumcision, if justification has nothing to do with circumcision, then when you bring the law in, the law have even less to do with justification. Matter of fact, the law brings wrath. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why he's that's why he's kind of kicking to him. Like, yo, let's this this understanding, let's separate all this stuff. Right? It stand your justification is by faith alone. These things that came later, it's not canceling out the promise that came before. Right. right? And then he goes into, you know, the law. The law came in order to show transgression, like Anne said, like Mm. You're breaking the law. And what happens when you break the law? Wrath. Mm. That's, that's yeah, all the Matter of fact, the law brought more wrath than it did blessings. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at the law, it's associated more with wrath than it is with any type of blessing. That's right. Because you know it has a righteous standard that only one person <laughs> could fulfill. Right. Because and he already... Yeah. The Christ. Because he already broke down how universally mankind... You guys are just wicked. We're all wicked. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's interesting because, like, and with the law, the law, there was no mercy or grace. It's just pure justice and pure wrath. Mm. And then, and that's why even within the law, that's why he brought in this provisional sacrificial, sacrificial method. Yeah. Because you could not keep the law, so he says, all right, let me give you the sacrificial method. So I could, because the sacrificial method was to point you to Christ. That's the grace. <laughs> That's the grace. Because <laughs> the law, you're not going to keep it. It's going to bring wrath, judgment, condemnation, and death. Right. But you know what? I got a provision for you. But that provision was pointing to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because that's what the law, anytime the, you you deal with the law, it's condemnation and guilt. Mm. <laughs> that's the first thing. It's like yeah. when you break the law, you know, you get pulled over. And you know you were speeding. <laughs> you know you read, <laughs> you, you ran that red light. With the first thing, you like, oh, damn, God, hey, God. Man, what you want? What you want after they got you? want grace and mercy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want this pregnant in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, wear it up. You saw, the Lord don't care. You saw that in your eyes and you put in that top button. I know some of y'all do it. Because <laughs> you want a little grace. You want a little mercy, so you saw a little flesh. But... But it, it, you know, when you break the law, that's the that's what you always feel. You know, when you fall short of God's standards, that you know, that's what you feel. You feel guilt, you feel shame, you feel thing, but um, condemnation. But with grace and mercy, you know, you. But you, that, that's also true because in Galatians it, it tells us that those who follow the law when they sin they fall out of grace. Where when you you know are not following the Lord and you're all about Jesus Christ, when you sin, you fall into grace. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a difference between falling out and falling in. Mm -hmm. And how beautiful is it to know that when we do mess up, we fall into God's grace. Right. right. And then the law also brings boasting and yes. self-confidence. And that's why right. that's how that's how cults are formed. You know, that's why every time you see a cult, you just gotta see the the law. Right. The, there's always a law. You know, because mm -hmm. now when you keep that standard, 
you feel good about yourself. Right. There's a self confidence. There's a right. self righteousness. That's what you know, and that's where all these you know, that's where cults come from. You know, it's, there's always the law always creeps in. It's never fully dependent on you know um, the finished work of Christ. There's always something that has to get added to it because man want to feel like they accomplished something. Oh, man want to be self-righteous that's deep down inside that's just the heart of man mm. and i mean and another oh you're gonna say something more? no no another thing also is that the law like you said it brought condemnation and wrath and judgment but also um when the lord did come with moses he was also establishing a nation and every single nation had you know had civil laws like people don't realize that the 613 laws that he gave as you read through exodus and deuteronomy that's him establishing a nation where there were civil laws, mm -hmm. dietary laws, mm -hmm. you know, uh, how you deal with your neighbors, if they lose animals and all these things. Right. These were things in order how to run a country. The same way like the laws that we have here are not the same laws that's in Europe, that's in France, that's in Africa, because they have certain civil laws in order to protect, you know, the denizens, the citizens of the community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is the same thing where God is creating a nation, setting them apart from all the other nations. So he's like, okay, these are the laws, these are the boundaries to set you apart from the other nations so that People may see that I'm working through you as a nation because I'm establishing a nation. So I, I'm giving you civil laws, I'm giving you dietary laws. So all these things was to set you apart, but not to to boast and to be prideful to say I'm better than you because I don't shave my beard. I'm better than you because I don't eat pork. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, so this is establishment of a nation, you know, establishing this is the constitution of a nation. So it's like, so these are all the things that's playing in part, you know. Um, in establishing the law, but people get it totally twisted. Mm -hmm. you, know, so I'm was good. you know I'm an agitator. You're gonna do it better than me, guys. You <laughs> talk to somebody, you're like, yo, you want, you want to get some more? Yo, is this pork in it? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. that's what you said. I'll be like, I'll be like, you don't eat pork. And you be like, nah, nah. <laughs> you just gotta, you, you just gotta ask them why. Cause right. the swine ain't divine. Baby. Come on, baby. No swine will touch the lips of mine. Cause they, they always come with a bar. Yeah, Cause the swine ain't divine. It's something spiritual. It's spiritual behind the swine. It's not divine. But you trying to say the law is good? You trying to say the laws are good? Yeah, I'm gonna go eat. You trying to say laws are good? The the, the is laws, laws good. The laws are perfect. The laws are good. Laws are great. Laws are meant to be followed. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I just want. I just want to know because you know we yeah. live in a lawless. <laughs> we live in a lawless time. Yeah, and even laws. even the Antichrist is called a man of lawlessness. Yo, laws provide freedom. People uh -huh. think laws provide bondage. Safety but laws provide safety. safety. Yep. Yeah, we got red lights because could you imagine there's no red lights? Word. Anybody ever drove through the the West Indies, the, the eighty Jamaica? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It was a thrill. What is it, like Mario Gokart? Ah. <laughs> if you're a thrill seeker, drive in Haiti. Why you always feel like you're about to fall off the road when you're driving the place out, dog? It's, it's uh, an adrenaline rush. Yo, for real. The laws are good. The laws are good. Boundaries are good. Yep. Alright, so let's, let's uh, do 16 to 22. Or, uh, finish. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, 
I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those which and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God, through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Boom. Boom. You see how he, he correlates believing in Jesus Christ and that same faith. Um, manner of faith yep. with Abraham, Abraham, the father of faith. Yep. That's crazy. He starts to weave it in early where he's like, you know, Abraham, the father of us all. As you go through the chapter, and then he's, you know, he's going to go to Adam, but he starts to show, you know, just, um, he starts to just weave in this, this certain part of the theology, which is beautiful to me, which, you know, brings in Jesus Christ perfect. But no, I agree. And he gave the example, right? I mentioned it before. Abraham there, right, probably thinking about, you know, all those relevant factors that comes into a man and a woman having a child age, you know what I'm saying, nature, science, whatever you want to call it, right? And he came to the conclusion that the promise that God said outweighs that. Yep. Mm. What you're saying outweighs every probability that I'm thinking about, mm. right? I'm thinking about my age. I'm thinking about my body. My body's dead. My wife's womb is donezo. But after taking all those things into consideration, he concluded the divine promise is greater. That doesn't make sense. Mm. And he correlates that to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. He was like, yo, this, is, this was written. This was also written for our sakes. Right? The same way that righteousness was imputed on Abraham and now he has this perfect infinite perfect standing in front of God he was like yo you too because you believe in him who was raised up Jesus our Lord from you know Jesus Christ was raised up from the dead that doesn't make sense mm, right. <laughs> right and you, you we go through it we hear about it you hear the debates oh, yo that measure of faith that quality of faith that we have, that you're able to have now in 2022, is the same quality of faith that Abraham had. Yeah, when you read when you read verse three, when it says Abraham believed God, the word believe there is like saying Amen. That's mm -hmm. it, you know. It's settled. It, that's it. Like the way Abraham believed, and I have to apologize to you. Because I think we went at it in Genesis about that. 
I was reading that and I was like, yo, I gotta humble myself tomorrow. I can't sit for that. <laughs> Wait, for which part? About Abraham's faith. Like, I think, I, I, I'm not sure, but I think we went back and forth about it. I think he was saying it and I was like, nah, nah, nah. I, I was. What I was leading to wasn't wrong, but I totally understood what he was trying to tell me when I started reading this because of that word. You know, it says when Abraham believed God, like the, the sense of faith he had was like, it's, it's done. So, like God said it is going to happen. That's it. So even though that he may have wavered here and there, he may not have been perfect because he's not, he's not perfect. Right. You know, he's not perfect, but, a, but about his faith. He didn't waver in that. He was like, nah, this is what God said, you know, about this. And like you said, it doesn't make sense because, you know, when it was brought to him, it was like, you know, me and my wife, we're done. We're mm -hmm. dead. We're practically dead. Like the promise that you're giving us, it can't be fulfilled because it goes against everything. It goes against the laws of nature. It goes right. against the chirology, common sense, science. It goes against everything you're telling me. But Abraham believed. And, you know, it's like what you're saying is like the same faith that we have in Jesus Christ. You know, him coming as a man and he's walking the earth. Because we, we see the frailty of man around us all day. So for, so when you deal with non-believers, they're like, a man walked this earth and he was perfect. He ain't sinned. He never sinned. He never. And to understand the standard of that is perfectly the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. You know. Christ gives the law, he gives a full understanding of the law on the Sermon on the, on the Mount. Where he's like, it's not about you hate, it's not about you killing your brother. It's about if, you, if it's in your heart. If you hate your brother, you felt, you felt short of the standard. So to think about a man who walked this earth, you know, Christ came as a man and walked this earth and he was totally sinless. It's that same faith. Like that's, that's how Abraham saw the promise that God gave him. Like what? Like nah, man. I'm a hundred years old. I'm done. I can't. I'm not gonna have no no child. But it's the same faith that we have. Like you know, Christ coming as a man, stripping himself of everything, walking this earth, being blameless, and being that perfect sacrifice for us. That is radical. It is. It's radical, bro. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I I wrote a couple of things just describing his faith. I mean, just in keeping with what you guys saying, like. The first thing I wrote down about Abraham's faith was God was the object. And that's the biggest thing is that mm. you hear a lot of people, you hear, people just throw the word wrong. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. <laughs> have faith. <laughs> and what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is totally nuts. It's like he had an object of his faith. You know, he it was in Jehovah. It was El Shaddai. It was all, you know, who God revealed himself to Abraham. He's like, so that was the object of his faith. That's how come, you know, he was able to have that settled and he was settled in his mind because he right. knew he was the god of the impossible like you said he was considered dead yeah but his faith was in god and it says god who gives life to the dead and yeah. calls those things which do not exist as, as though they did right these these are spiritual heavenly things mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily always make sense right in in the natural and he's pointing towards resurrection. That's right. That's right. what it is. That's what it was always. That's what it was always. You start to see him start to weave in resurrection because you know that is where our faith is. Our faith is in a resurrected Lord. Right. It's not in a dead Lord that's in a tomb somewhere in Jerusalem. No, 
we our faith is in that Christ resurrected because he was perfect and he was holy and our debts are paid you know his resurrection that's what his resurrection represents that yo my debt is paid so that's why I, I, me having faith in that God credits that to me like yeah your yes your 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 slate is wiped clean because Jesus Christ paid for that but my faith is in that resurrection that's that was that's that's like my receipt <laughs> you know that and Jesus as Christ has paid for that paid for my sins like what you're saying in verse 13 he even alludes to that where he says for the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed singular right mm. which is referring to the promised seed mm. Jesus Christ and right. then again you bringing up the fact that Abraham's like yo you're the God that could you know gives life gives life to the right. dead or make things that are not I right they are going back to Genesis right that's why he had that faith and but that's why he had that faith also to resurrect to uh sacrifice Isaac that's that was in my frame the whole time listen that was already settled yeah listen we understand hold on hold on I think my brains just got blown to smithereens that That's, resurrection. He understood he, the gods that he was serving, though. Yep. And then the promised seed yeah. would be resurrected. Right. right. That's Abraham's faith. That was the, the that was his theology. Right. He understood. So now, based, based on based on his faith, right? Based on his faith, and we see that um, he had a, a genuine pure faith that God said you know, he, he imputed righteousness you bring up his son Isaac we're able to see how his faith affected his walk right you know what I'm saying like now are is the way you're living corresponding to what you believe right, right now and he believed in a God that was all powerful and is able to do these things and that he was able to just stand on that and just move forward yeah, that was the, the his works was a fruit of oh, that. Right. right. It was never to justify him. It was never to make him righteous. Because he understood that this is the God that can resurrect my son from the this dead. Is nothing. This is nothing. I can I'll sacrifice him. I'll put him on the altar. You know, and again, it always goes back to that faith. You know, it's not about his works. His works was just a result of his faith. Sure, man. Uh yeah, man. Um any last? Um, so, so what do we what do we know about uh, salvation, justification? It's not about works, man. Nope. It was never, never about works. Yeah. Works was never. never a part of the deal. Nope. Never. If you want to be in the right standing before God, you're not going to get there by trying to gain it. Through works, thinking that God is gonna owe you something. You have to accept it on the principle of faith. This free gift, you have to accept it. You have to just freely receive it. Yeah, you got people that's you know, oh, I believe in Jesus Christ when I see him. Alright. You know you have a lot of people that oh I believe in this Messiah, you know. When I see him, and it's like, no, be it's, it's the other way around. 
Like he's your creator. And that's why I always, in my mind frame, I'm like, that's so arrogant. Mm. Like he's your creator. It's like, no, he has to prove himself to me, you know, before I do this and I, before I do that. And at the end of the day, that's a lie too. Because Jesus, like, you know, like what uh, Paul says in Hebrews, you know, Jesus Christ is the final statement of God. Mm. You know, if you don't believe that he came and he died and he resurrected, oh, you're, you're, you're never going to believe. So that now, I, Abraham was the father of faith. Mm -hmm. Like the example you brought up, you're not, you don't have the faith, the same, you're not cut from the same faith cloth as Abraham. Mm -hmm. For you to say things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So you're not, yeah, I'm a, I, you probably believe whatever you believe, or I'll, I'll believe him when I see him. All right, that's not the faith. That's not the right. Abraham. Right. <laughs> right. That's why, that's why I talk about your Abraham is the father of faith. And then, you know, at the end of this, it compares like the quality of faith that you guys have, because you believe that Jesus Christ died and he was raised from the dead on the third day. That's the same. That's the faith. Dog, same pure, undiluted, Abraham faith. That's why you guys are the same. That's the faith, B. Anything else? Anything else is ah, dog. Yeah. Like you said, it it, it 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 muds it up. Oh, you have to do this yeah. plus this. You have to add work into it. Yeah. That's not that's the not, same type of faith. That's not the same faith. Oh, wow. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not the same principle. No, like we dealing with a principle of faith. That's the highest. If you part. add, if you adulterate it, it's not the same. Yeah, but and you gotta understand that is uncut, pure. That, that's the it ain't even stepped on. That ain't even stepped on. Ain't no bacon soda. What's it? That's straight from Bolivia, yo, Colombia, dog. That's you uncut. Get, you get that's it. That's the purest form of faith. You get it now. God is like yo. I'm God. You don't believe me? <laughs> yes. Yo, you don't you believe don't, me? You don't, you don't believe I could do this? Yes. You don't believe You don't believe the word I'm telling you? Matter of fact, I'm gonna give you everything that you need in order to believe. I'm not even making it hard. Right, right. You want archaeology? Here. You want manuscripts? Here. Yeah. And you want prophecy? I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen before that happens. <laughs> and you y'all yeah. still don't believe me? Yeah. You're crazy. not. You don't have that quality of faith though. Yeah. And you're not gonna get in. No. That's why Jesus Christ come in and dying on the cross. That was the ultimate sign, bro. Oh, what else you want me to do? After that, it's shut. Right. I gave my son to I die. I gave for my you. son to die for you, and I hung him up. Mm -hmm. I put him on top. I put him in front of the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted. They wanted to grab him off the throne so they could sit on it. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. You want to be, be God? God. It, it goes. And like I said, it always goes back to Adam and Eve. You know, because that was that was the faith that they had to have to remain in the garden. You never saw death. Just believe what God said. Just believe. You never saw death. You didn't understand. You didn't know none of that. But every time you walked past that tree and you didn't partake, it was just because he said it. Yep. That was it. And that's that's always been the faith. Because God said it. <laughs> because you saw it or you understand or you know. Nah, dog, it ain't that deep. Now we making it too deep. Nah, I'm lying. That's why, that's, that's why, that's, that's why on that day, that's what you're going to be judged by. It's like your dog, it was never that deep. It was always, the, I was always the same guy from the garden. Yeah. 
Look, I said it. You believe it? Even yo, even if you never saw it, even if you don't understand it, that's that's not that's not my beef with you. My beef is because I said it, you didn't believe it. That was it. And I left you all the evidence. Creation. Yeah. The sun. And the then from the fall. The fall. But from the fall, like you said, I went through every dispensation with you. Yeah. I went through the law. I went through the kings. I went through everything. Yeah. Where again, it goes back to Hebrews, where Paul was like, "Yo, he spoke to us in diverse times, right. diverse things through the prophets and the law." And I, and then now he gave us his son. That's why Paul is like, yo, bro, you don't believe Jesus Christ coming and what he did? You're not going to believe it. It's just like with Abraham and uh, Lazarus and, 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 and the rich man. Mm. You remember? Where he was like, yo. When he was like, yo, go back and tell my brothers. He was like, yo, bro, he got the Lord and the prophets. If you don't believe right. that, he ain't going to believe him. Right. So it's fake. So, Father, we thank you that you humble us. Each, each one of us individually and, and uh, graceful, loving way, Lord, that we got to the point where we we believe, Lord, and we, we bow our knees to you. And, um, we know your heart is that everybody would believe, Lord, and, and you made a way for salvation that's on the principle of faith alone. And if anybody um, would accept your word, at face value and believe it, um, that you would um, credit them with, with your righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ, Lord. And our heart is, if somebody was listening to this um, episode, going through uh, Romans chapter 4 with us, Lord, that you will um, highlight the word um, in a way that they've never seen it before and, and let it click in their hearts and in their minds. Pray that people, uh, especially in the times that we're in right now, Lord, with just the craziness happening, that people will accept you as uh, their Lord and Savior and be righteous and, you know, we'll see them in heaven. We'll give them a high five. Because mm -hmm. it was like, yo, I, I saw this episode. <laughs> Lord, you are good. Um, we'll be careful to just continue to give you all the glory and exalt your name. Thank you for today. Thank you for... Uh, all the equipment stayed on. We got through this episode. And this is in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Peace.